0: And welcome to Learn to Pray podcast, where our host, pastor, teacher, author, Taryn Gaddis, talks with us and shares with us about the importance of prayer and what it means to have that kind of personal relationship with God. Last week, we talked about what is prayer and that prayer is worship. This week, we want to talk about how prayer is warfare. How many of you have been guilty of looking at your brother or your sister as the enemy? When Paul clearly tells us in Ephesians 6 and 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Here's the deal. The enemy is out to get you. You are a friend of God and that made you an enemy of Satan. And with this knowledge, he seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. And so in order for us to be prepared to fight the enemy, we must first know who our enemy is, and we must utilize prayer to fight against an enemy that we cannot see.
1: I shared last week, in our weekly episode of Learn to Pray that prayer is so priceless, precious, personal, Powerful and prominent when we pray right. And that prayer is worship. But today I want to talk about prayer as warfare. Prayer goes up to God in worship, but it ought to go down uh, to the enemy in warfare. We're all in a struggle. We're all in the battle. Our struggle is not against... The physical world, but against principalities, against powers, against uh, world forces. Whatever is plaguing you today emanates from the spiritual realm. So if you and I do not address the cause, we can never get to a cure.
0: So as we journey through the next few weeks, we're going to talk about specifically why we need to pray, who we are to pray to, what to pray, when to pray, and how to pray. You don't want to miss one episode.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to Learn to Pray, and I'm your host, Pastor, Teacher, Arthur Taryn Gaddis, and we're continuing our journey on learning what is, what is prayer. Upon praying for the first time, Some people say they feel strange as if they are speaking to nothing. This is what Satan wants us to believe, that we are not praying to God, that there is something wrong with the words, there's something wrong with the phrases, there's something wrong with our posture. And so it's important for us to understand what Prayer. The truth is that the Bible assures us that whenever we are and wherever we are and whatever hour it may be, God hears our sincere prayers. 1 John 5 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth it. And this is the confidence that we have in him that we that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth it. I love that because we can have a confidence in knowing that when we are praying right, when we understand what prayer is, that we can have confidence. And that confidence is is that if we asked according to his will, he heareth. Prayer I shared with you on the last episode is communicating with God, speaking directly to him in a frank and sincere manner, telling him all that you feel, all that you need. And, and if you do not understand why you feel as you do, guess what, you can tell God about it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 23, it, it simply says Paul writes and says uh, Likewise the spirit also helps our infirmities For we don't know what to pray for For as we ought But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us With groans that we cannot utter When you are frustrated and when you're discouraged Or when you're happy or were you thankful Prayer expresses yourself to God it's important to to be honest in our time of prayer. God wants to hear how we really feel. He really wants to know how we feel deep down inside. Isn't that just amazing? Listen to what God may have to tell you because prayer is not only talking to God or communicating with God, it is also listening to God. Because God wants to speak to us And he ge- He speaks to us by giving us Guess what In impressions and He speaks to us by giving us thoughts He speaks to us by showing us things In nature And showing us things As we go through our daily routine These may come while we're praying While we're praying there God may uh, just impress upon us something that we need to be praying for. That we may be praying for ourselves, but then God intervenes and impresses upon us to to pray for someone else. That, That we're praying, asking God for something, but then God intervenes and impresses upon us to pray for forgiveness for a certain act that we had, we've been guilty of. Even the words that we pray can be a result of impressions given by God. God wants to communicate his will to us. And he does so when we pray. It is not just a monologue. It is a a dialogue where we talk to God and then we listen to God. And he may do this during our time of prayer or maybe even afterwards. That's why. Uh, in the place where I'm privileged to pastor, I I share with them that prayer is like a phone call that you make uh, from the moment you get up in the morning, and you get down on your knees and you pray and ask God, you thank God for waking you up this morning, and that you say, God, throughout this day, I want you to uh, to share with me those things I need to do, those things I need not to do, and and then not hang up, but but just keep God on the line, and throughout the day, do what. Rick Warren calls breath prayers, where you just, uh, where you where you are just asking God, Lord, um, what should I do in this moment, and and God, how should I respond to this, and and God, what decision should I make with this, and and Lord, thank you for this, and Lord, uh, I I see a blessing here, and sometimes God speaks through His Spirit, through the Bible, and through His servants. Some pastor, some minister, some Sunday school teacher. Prayer is the act of asking God to do what he has already promised to do. I love this definition of prayer. The prayer is an act of asking God to do what he's already promised to do, which is modeled throughout the Bible by the patriarchs, by the psalmists, by the prophets and by the Apostles and by Jesus himself. What an amazing thing. I, I, I love to tell people that prayer is um, is our spiritual muscle. That the gym would probably not be the place that you would think about spiritual muscles. You Traditionally, weightlifting or exercise facilities or gyms there, there are the strengthened physical muscles, but there have been times when I, I have been working out, and and God turns the 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 lifting the weightlifting and exercise facility into a praying ground. And there is not only a physical gym, but there is also a spiritual gym, where where the power of prayer opens the way for exponentially exponential results when we pray right when we are physically exercising we 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 bring slow it it brings slow and steady strength and it brings slow and steady change in your physical body but but not when it comes to your spiritual exercise spiritual exercise it, it brings about something so unique that that it changes that that it gives us a view into God's strength. And God's strength never changes. But how we choose to use it depends directly upon our faith and our prayer life. It's important that we exercise physically, but it's also important that we exercise spiritually. Uh, it's important it's so important that we need episodes like this where we learn what prayer is. Because when we understand what prayer is, then we allow God, the creator, to transform our spiritual bodies in the way that he would have us to be. Our spiritual muscles increase when we spend precious time with God. One of the most precious commodity you can ever give God is guess what? Time. When we spend that precious commodity with the one who is able to amplify amplify our desire, the desires of our hearts and lifting others instead of lifting spiritual weights. So, with this idea in mind of spiritual muscles, Dr. Tony Evans tells a story of a tribal chief from Africa that was introduced to a bodybuilder one afternoon. And after an impressive show of his strength, the the, the muscles the, that this uh, bodybuilder had, he the the chief sees them, but then. After seeing the strength and muscles, the chief asks, well, what else do you use these muscles for? The chief says, what a waste if all you do is use your muscles for show. I shared last week in our weekly episode of Learn to Pray that prayer is so priceless, precious, personal, powerful, and prominent when we pray right. And that prayer is worship. But today I want to talk about prayer as warfare. Prayer goes up to God in worship, but it ought to go down uh, to the enemy in warfare. We're all in a struggle. We're all in the battle. Our struggle is not against the physical world, but against principalities, against powers, against uh, world forces. Whatever is plaguing you today emanates from the spiritual realm. So if you and I do not address the calls, we can never get to a cure. When we see all that is going on in our country and all that is going in, going on around the world, when we look at uh, this, this the, the 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 things that are going on that has literally taken the breath of so many Christians around the world, we'll never address if we don't ever address the cause. We'll never ever find the cure. One of the toughest things for God to get His people to do is to look At life and live life from the spiritual frame of reference. So many people are stuck in the physical gym lifting weights, and yet they are more committed to working out every day their physical bodies, but yet not work out their spiritual bodies. And All we have to do is turn to Ephesians chapter six, verse 12. that says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. The enemy, Satan, he doesn't want you to know or to take serious that it emanates from a spiritual realm. Because if you understand that what many of the things that we struggle with are emanates from a spiritual realm, we will never be able to address it spiritually. He wants us to think, oh, we can change it; that we can do something different. That 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 it's because of this person or because that person, and, and and all of the things that we struggle with, all the issues that we deal with, starts in the spiritual realm. And the only way that we can handle that which emanates from the spiritual realm is to be addre- to address it spiritually as long in other words in uh, as long as he can keep us dealing with the fruit and bypass the root he can keep us hostage as long as we think that the, that that the, that the enemy is our 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 friends and our family and our Co-workers, or, or or the person that lives down the street that doesn't look like me—if as long as I see that 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 is my enemy, I'll never deal with the real enemy, which is in the spiritual realm. Regardless of what you're going through, in the physical realm, in the spiritual unseen realm, Jesus Christ has already given you victory. I want to say that again. Because you need to understand that regardless of what you're going through in this physical realm, in the spiritual unseen realm, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who hung, bled, and died on that cross and was buried, but on that third morning, he got up with all power in his hands, Listen. He has already given you victory. You are victorious. You you are victorious in the invisible, even though uh, uh, that you may be thoroughly defeated in the physical. I need to say it again, that, that, that you are victorious in the invisible, even though you may thoroughly be defeated in the physical. It doesn't matter what you see with your eyes, as long as you know that in the spiritual realm, you have gotten victory. We read Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, but but drop down a few verses, and let's look at Ephesians chapter six, verse 18 and 19. Here's what it says. With all prayers and petitions, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, Stay alert with all perseverance and petition for all God's people and pray for me, Paul writes, that the words may be given to me when I open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mysteries of the good news. You see, when you understand prayer, it changes that, you it changes your whole idea of prayer. Not only does it change your whole idea of prayer, it changes you, changes how you pray, and whether you pray, and your expectation when you pray. Prayer for many people have no relevance to what happens. We we think well, uh, we've tried everything else, so we we may as well try prayer like. This is my last result. This is my last chance. I've jumped out of the plane. My parachute isn't working. And I've tried uh, the other parachute. I've tried to cut away. And so I have this one last ripcord and I'm just gonna try it. Well, most of us don't see the relevance of prayer in our physical world but prayer is so important for example most people don't see any relevance in prayer I said um, so let's just take when we go eat uh, most of us really don't need our minds um, to even pray our prayers are basically the same every time that we sit down to eat and we're saying uh, um Lord bless this food for the nourishment of my body in Jesus name or oh, Lord thank you for this food I'm about to receive for the nourishment of my body in Jesus name amen or and then we say Jesus well it's it's routine without any meaning And when you when prayer becomes routine without any meaning, it's like you reduce prayer to a spare tire. The spare tire in the back of your car as long until you, you never think about it until you need it. <laughs> but but I always say that if you use prayer as a spare tire, what happens when prayer has been sitting back in the in the trunk of your car and it's been unkept and it's been unchecked and when you get a flat and you try to use it and it's flat. If you understand prayer In this context, you'll understand that if we're going to pray, we need to understand what prayer is. One of the greatest definition of what prayer is uh, and what prayer is is one that Dr. Tony Evans gives. He says, that that he says, I like to define prayer. And he says, I wanna define prayer as earthly permission for heavens interference. Wow. Earthly permission for heavenly interference. What does heaven need permission for? You have to understand how God organized the world to to work with through people. God has given us rulership over the earth. He's, he's given He told us to be stewards over it he't get never gave us ownership, gave us steward over it, gave us rulership over it and he joins us you and I when we invite him to do so. He doesn't intervene or participate unless requested to do so by his children. Prayer doesn't force him to get involved. If God doesn't plan to do it, guess what? No prayer, no length of prayer, no types of prayer will ever force the hand of God. But what prayer does is it calls God to intervene in ways he wants to intervene anyway but won't do it until he's requested. I shared with you earlier prayer is just simply asking God to do what he's already promised to do. Uh, Prayer is, is a battle strategy. When it comes to prayer being a warfare, prayer is a battle strategy. If God's people hope to change hearts and transform neighborhoods and build community and revive nations and turn the world upside down like the, like uh, Jesus' disciples did, we need to pray intensely. We need to pray fervently. We need to pray thoughtfully. The writer of Colossians uh, Colossian 4 and 2 instructs us to continue earnestly in, in prayer. That, that means that the heart of what it means is that we, God, is calling us to become prayer warriors. That's what uh, Paul is writing in Ephesians chapter 6. Paul envelops the entire metaphor of a soldier going to war saying that the Christian's primary source of defense and offense is praying always with all prayers, supplications in spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication to all the saints. Every part of the Christian spiritual army is essential. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God we'll be we'll be more likely to keep all the armor in place and overcome the enemy's tactics if we pray for ourselves and the others to be faithful in the area of prayer. Again, verse eighteen, pray at all times and in spirit, with prayer, supplication. to that end, keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints i spoke of uh, dr tony evans but his his daughter bible teaching author priscilla Shirer, says uh says this when she says when when paul talks about spiritual warfare in ephesians 6 prayer is the seventh piece of the armor it activates all the rest of the spiritual armor when we refuse to pray, it's like having a refrigerator without plugging it in. Prayer is the divinely it is the divinely uh, authorized mechanical uh, mechanic that God has given us to tap into the power.
0: What another amazing episode of Learn to Pray. On this week, we learned that prayer is warfare. We learned That prayer is our battle strategy. And every part of the Christian spiritual armor is essential. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the Word of God. And especially verse 18, which says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. It is our prayer that... You have been challenged to, one, commit to a more consistent prayer life. And then, when faced with the attacks of the enemy, that you will take a moment to enter into the presence of God through prayer. Now, let's get back to pastor, teacher, author, Taryn Gaddis as he gives us some closing words and prayer.
1: Without prayer, we'll be ineffective in spiritual warfare, but with it, we will be victorious. What do you think of prayer? With all that's been said, what do you think of prayer? Do you perceive prayer as being an idle pastime, or or some optional exercise reserved for the more spiritual believer, uh, or, or do you see, uh, or do you see prayer as being only perspective to uh, those who are Bible teachers and those who are pastors and those who are small group leaders? Prayer, brothers and sisters, are hard. Is hard work. Prayer is hard work Prayer is hard work It is the most tough business That a Christian can involve himself in But it is the most rewarding business That a Christian can be in Every believer has access To the same confidence That John writes in 1 John That if we ask anything according to his will He hears us And if we know that he hears us, whatever we asked, we know that we have the petition that we asked of him. The role of prayer, brothers and sisters, is central and indispensable. Prayer is priceless. To the one who engages in spiritual warfare, all of us are in a battle and prayer is the greatest weapon we have for spiritual warfare. Without prayer, we cannot wage spiritual warfare. Lastly, in his book, The Invisible War Chief uh, Chip Ingram says, intercessory prayer is the most powerful and strategic corporate weapon in spiritual warfare. Prayer is not only worship, but prayer is warfare. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for these moments that we've had together, just simply to hear from you. And so, Father, we ask now that that you can sense the heaviness and the pressure that is mounting as we look at prayer being warfare. Help us, Father, to recognize our enemy and the work that he has begun. And Father, we pray against him trying to discourage us and to keep us sidelined and sidetracked. Help us to not fall into temptation. Help us not to give up or to take our eyes off of you. But Father, we know that he'll keep on hanging around. And Father, we ask now for your supernatural power. Lord, to stand strong and not surrender. Physical force won't help us because you you said, that the weapons of our warfare are different from those in this world. So Father, as believers, our, our, our powers can diminish strongholds and lies if we will just simply pray. These spiritual weapons originate from you, cannot defeat the enemy with weapons that he uses the weapons that we use are, are rigid. they originate from you and by your precious name and the blood of Jesus we're asking you to confuse Satan cancel his attempt to shut us down and our influence down help us not to become discouraged or to give in when times are heavy and times of testing. When we're tired, when we're weak, you're strong. And you are our only source of help. We cannot fight without you. Teach us how to pray and to trust you to pull down those strongholds that keep us and others helpless. Guard us from the isolation that leaves us exposed and vulnerable. We believe you destroy the power of the enemy by your death and resurrection. But like a bad penny, our enemy keeps showing up. Whispering lies, twisting the truth, attempting to inflate my self-pride. He'll never give up. But Father, I declare, the devil and his demons are liars and they are destroyed today in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that and thank you that I belong to you and that you will fill us with your powerful confidence. Help us to constantly dress in our spiritual armor that you've given us. Help us to use it to defend others from Satan's fiery darts as well. But then Father, activate it all through our private time of prayer and our puppet time of prayer. We ask all of this powerful and wonderful name of jesus christ
0: our lord and savior and it's in his name we pray amen